Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nochilprano. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. I am. How's everything in Cincinnati? It's hot and muggy, but. Hot and muggy. It's good, you know, just uh, trying to figure out some next steps in the old life, like I discussed last episode, and. You know. First, a flower, an apology flower basket to Derek. Oh, yeah. You're just going to get that out of the way. Just get. Yeah. Andy, I got to say, I, one of the one of the most unanimous responses ever to uh, a dirty sports story. Every message I got was just like. Andy seems like he's out to get a guy who wanted to do nothing but help him. Just immediate responses. Everybody's complaint was the two, the two overwhelming things I heard were one, the Italian to American translation translation of what is it? Bella Nova, Bella Nova, which translates to beautiful and new, which right. if, if I can hop in real quick, who knew that this is, this is classic dirt ball. Who knew so many dirt balls were fluent in Italian slash Latin? One of the funniest things. Yeah. Ever. A um, lot of that. And the other one was Andy sure had a lot of complaints for Derek after Derek asked him multiple times if everything was OK. okay and he so- was like, fuck this robot. I'm not answering you. I'll save my complaints for the end. So I want to play this out briefly. And I did this with you via text and I've done this with my friends. Most people seem to agree. If you show up at a place and it's dirtier than expected on the inside, on the outside, we have roughly 240 steps. You know, it's a ways, which they let us know to go from the house because, you know, it's on a mountain down to the river and it's completely unkept. It's shrubs growing over the steps. It's stone steps. It's just a mess. Do people really expect to have someone come clean while I'm staying there slash while we're trying to use the property? Well, I think that the that's odd. That's odd to me. Yeah, but I think I think the uh, the thing is, you know, it's spring there. Obviously, this guy. Sure. Obviously, this guy is managing multiple properties that the least you could do is voice your concerns early, even though, even if it's for your benefit of saying, hey, after the fact, hey, we paid X amount for this. Um, I told you right away, your, you know, your shit is overgrown. It's dirty. You know, uh, I'm, I'm happy to give you guys a five star review, but I'd appreciate, you know, uh, uh, an Airbnb credit or whatever, you know, go full Karen, like get your complaints out early as opposed to at the end saying, no, everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's good. Just kidding. The whole time this place was shit. And now I'm giving you a 
two-star review. Well, I never said everything was good. I didn't mislead. I just didn't inform. And I can take that note. I can take that humbly, so to speak. But again, I don't want, and my friends agree, we don't want somebody coming in to clean. It's, it's almost like you got, you know, you ordered a dish at a restaurant. It came. You had a problem with it. And then you didn't tip the server. It's like, well, why didn't you tell her there was a problem with it? Have her take it back to the chef and correct it. Well, again, I did You're my ruin this poor server slash super host's life. But I did. I, there we are at the super host thing. I did my homework. And again, I figured out there's some sort of some sort of scheme going on here, which angered me more. That doesn't negate for the record. And I think you'll agree that doesn't negate. We know for sure there's tons of fake reviews. And to be fair, I think most people would agree. You go to a restaurant, you stay in a Airbnb, a hotel. All those things are based on reviews at this point. I, I don't know about you, Joe. That's what I look at. If I want to go somewhere, oh, what do the reviews say? If I want to stay somewhere. So if half your reviews are fake. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, at this point, what I do, if I go on a Yelp or a Google reviews or whatever, I immediately go to the three-star reviews because the one-star reviews are going to be some asshole who's a jerk who had, a, you know, wasn't even, wasn't even the restaurant or the whatever's fault. They're just being a piece of trash. And yeah, the five-star reviews are probably you know, fake or the owner wrote it or whatever. So I immediately go to a three-star review and if they're like, yeah, you know, ambiance was great. Portions were a little small. I'm like, okay, I, this is what I'm going to believe. Well, I went the A. Millie route. Shout out to A. Millie. Long time, old school dirt ball. And I messaged Derek. And shout out, a double shout out to A. Millie. A. Millie just posted in a, what you call the mean girls chat. When's the last time I said that, to be fair? Um, oh, you uh, have you removed that name? No, it's still a funny name. We're going to keep the name. Okay. But when's the last time? I don't know. I've just I just want everybody to know. I don't I never know if I'm supposed to be giving away the name of this very secret and exclusive dirtball club or not. So I just always refer to it as the mean girls chat because that's how you refer to it. That was a funny um, nickname, by the way. Yeah. Uh, a Millie just posted in there his five month sobriety chip. So shout oh, out to A Millie. Yeah, man. Good for you. Good for you. That's great. And A Millie, your, your legend is continuing as I took your route that you did, I believe, the first time with Catfish Spunky. And I messaged Derek yesterday and said, send me a pic of yourself holding a spoon and I'll remove the review. In very Derek fashion, he gets back within 11 minutes. And not, and not only did he send the picture of a spoon, he went full old school. This is my real Twitter handle uh, method and wrote a sign with it. He did. He wrote a sign. It said Andy Ruther. And I posted this on my Twitter, retweeted on Dirty Sports. Check it out. He posted Andy Ruther. I am not a spam bot. I am a super host. Derek. With so, underlines under Andy Ruther and Superhost. Derek straight up flexed all over me. And kudos to Derek. He is officially a legend. I had the review removed. I'm a man of my word. I had it removed, which if anyone wants to know, it is not easy to have a review removed because if it's been posted, you can't just delete it. You have to contact Airbnb support. 
I don't think I'm done with Derek yet, though. I have a lot of questions. I'm going to message him personally, not in a mean way. Now that we're on this, what I would deem for your new podcast, the Derek Report. <laughs> I just want to know how this whole thing works. I feel like I told you how it all works before. There's a corporation, probably uh, uh, a, a shadow group of LLCs, probably all owned and operated out of China, came here, bought up a whole bunch of real estate, hire a couple super hosts. Derek's probably got 20 properties he's in charge of managing. Nine. He's a super nine. He's got nine properties. He's got to run around between nine properties, make sure trash is taken out or not. Make sure all the stuff is clean, you know, set up maids. He's he's running his whole own thing. And then, the you know, they're just funneling that money back home and using it to monitor all of our TikToks and take over the world. <laughs> you know, it's funny, but not funny. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, this isn't like like, I, like this isn't an exaggeration as far as this I also know. isn't a conspiracy theory. This isn't like a thing that you have uncovered this has been going on no i know for a few and, years now and I, and I know china and i and i remember living in la talking to some people i knew in real estate and saying that was a thing that chinese would come over and he's like they're not only buying properties they're buying cash like nobody's turning that down hey here's a yeah. million dollars cash to own this they're not going through the whole loan and bank process so i still want to you know maybe keep in touch with derek you know, it's a it's a very Andy Ruther esque thing. Derek is like, I am not a pawn of the Chinese Communist Party. I am a super host. Does he know where Peng Shui is? <laughs> I think he has Peng Shui. I was gonna say, is she staying in one of his properties? Yeah, this is where Peng Shui has been the whole time. Some property in Tennessee, sitting on some mountaintop, just living the life. Well. We, we have the beef settled, but there are some crazy beefs going on right now in the college football world. And I can't stop laughing or reading about this. Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher versus Deion Sanders. And I just posted it on. I just posted a tweet. I retweeted it on Dirty Sports. It's the, you know, the old meme disaster girl. I think they called her uh, the girl who's just watching the fire with joy in her eyes said, this is me watching college football burn itself to the ground. Today. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. Everybody. I mean, Nick Saban of all the people of all the people is going to be the one that starts the, you know, takes a little piece of snow, rolls it up into a little tiny ball and starts rolling it down the hill of all the people. And probably no one in the history of college football has, has, you know, been rewarded more for participating in this entire sham than Nick Saban. And he's the one that's going to start the snowball effect of burning college football to the ground. He's going to try to expose people for taking money and giving money, which is a, 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 a essentially going to come back to them showing that he's done it. I mean, Jimbo Fisher's already talking about just look into what he's done, look at all the things he's done. It's, it's all right there. Dion, which we all knew was going to happen. This was the whole, this is, this is the blueprint for Dion becoming a coach, right? Sure. I will make a small school a big deal by having my, my history, the prime time, the show me the money, 
the must be the money, the, you know, look good, play good, feel good, money good, all that. Do that. Use your status to, uh, you know, blow up a small school, get five star recruits. And and they should have just Nick Saban should have just let it happen. Well, he just sounds like a whiny bitch. He just sounds like, you know, he was running around town with a gun shooting people. And now he's he's going in front of the mayor and he's like, somebody else bought a gun. It's like, yeah, dude, you've been murdering people in town for what? fucking 15 years. Yeah. I mean, he's the most successful coach of all time. And, but he's just so obviously been paying players forever. A hundred percent. And I'll play the we're going to get into some good clips here of how this all started. I don't know where he was speaking. But it all started with these clips being posted last night. And he I mean, this is wild to me. He straight up is going at not only another SEC school, his former assistant. You know, it's a guy who he used to work with and saying that Texas A&M bought every single player. And this is what he said last night. And you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. So he said they bought every player. But name, image, and likeness is not buying players anymore. Well, exactly. And furthermore, to remind everyone, I forgot this. You probably forgot this. Bryce Young got a seven-figure name, image, and likeness deal last year, Joe. Before uh, playing- but, but, yeah, hold on, hold on, now, 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 now. At 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 Tide fan seven four five six two six nine seven four. On Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, if it's ever not owned by China. I'm just here to tell you that Bryce Young was already here before he signed that. He was already here. He was already a Crimson Tide member before he signed that. We didn't buy him. Derek Jeter came up through the system. And then the Yankees offered him $190 million when everybody else was offering him $40 million. And he stayed because he loves the Yankees. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you people talking about? Yeah. So he got a seven-figure deal before playing a single down. He got a million dollars before playing a single down last year. What is he talking about? And you're right. They're trying to use this. We already signed him. So it doesn't matter. But and- Andy at Crimson fan 9576426868. At a super tweeter. I am. I am not a bot. I am a super tweeter. <laughs> he was here before he signed it. I mean, at this point, Andy, I know we talked about it before the show. You have you have gone to you. You know, you went from being a Kobe Bryant stan to a Kobe Bryant truther. And now you're deep in another Jeff Perlman book. And you're like walking the earth with it. Like it's your Jehovah's witness and it's your Bible sharing, really the, sto- st- sharing the stories with people. I really am. You, you said I've now, you know, you're like the student has become the teacher. I am now the ultimate Kobe Bryant truther. I am trying to l- pull you into also just like the earth needs college football to be gone. 
college football is a college football is the fucking worst. Well, look, we, we've agreed there. It's a total sham. We, we don't disagree there that, that the system needs to be completely blown up. And that system is the NCAA. And it's definitely headed that spot. But, but, but what's funny to me is this just sounds like sour grapes in that now with the name, image, and likeness deals, other teams can compete. A Jackson State, a historically black college university, which is not going to garner the recruits, now has a name like Deion Sanders to say, hey, we're going to start stealing five-star recruits from you guys, which I love. Here's the thing, and Saban is a huge part of this, is I know... And I'll just call it out. I, I like you loser college football fans who root for a Kent state or a fucking Kansas state or an Oklahoma state or a fucking Arizona state or a UCLA or an Oregon or a fucking any literally any but four teams. There's three teams, four teams a year that can win ever, 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 ever. And you go out and you paint your face and you do your whole thing. And you're like, no, we are old miss. And you're like, you are seven and four. Like you, it doesn't matter. The whole problem is unless you go, unless you are a recruit, unless you are being recruited by one of the three schools that can win a national championship, what is the point? Well, I would argue it's more, it's a few more. Is it a few more? Yeah. Like to actually win a title, I would well, obviously, if you look at the last 10 years, it's going to be Bama, Clemson, Ohio State. Ohio State before and after Urban Meyer. Well, they've been right there. Yeah, they've made the playoffs. They've been right there. They got waxed in the title game by Bama. You know, obviously, I put those three Georgia, four. What we got? Or maybe Oklahoma five. Has Oklahoma? When's the last time Oklahoma won a title? I don't know. Was Josh Heupel their quarterback? Possibly. So, if you don't go to one of those four schools, you're you're not going there to win a championship, right? We know that. Yeah, sure. You're not going to Michigan State, being like I chose Michigan State because I want to win a championship. You're choosing it. You're choosing those schools then for some other reason. And I would assume that the five-star recruits and the four-star recruits that decide to go to Michigan or Michigan State or Notre Dame or UCLA or any Stanford or any of these schools, they're considering maybe their education. They're considering maybe they'll start early. Maybe they're considering... You know, if you're a quarterback and you want to go to pit, you're like, well, the kid who just got drafted went, you know, eighth overall or whatever. Like you're considering so many other things. Most notably, if you really believe that you're that talented, your chances of going to the NFL. Deion Sanders gives you a better chance to go to the NFL from his historically black college and university. Than if you go to Notre Dame, 
Why? Because he is an NFL guy. He has an NFL agent. He hangs out with NFL Hall of Famers. He talks to guys in the league still. You want to go spend your offseason if you're a defensive back training with Patrick Peterson? Get to know Deion Sanders. Sure. So these Jimbo Fisher clips are so fucking funny to me. These all just came out in the last hour and a half, and I'm just going to play a few of these short clips. The first thing is Jimbo's response to actually Jimbo informing everybody that Nick Saban called him last night after all this was aired. Nick Saban actually called him, and this was how he responded. You just didn't take the call? Not going to. We're done. And uh, He shows you who he is. Okay. Not going to. We're done. And then uh, – uh, here's a couple more other clips. I don't cheat and I don't lie. Because I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, the old man slapped you side of the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. I don't cheat and I don't <laughs> lie. Because I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, the old man slapped you side of the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. So he don't cheat and he don't lie. And I don't kill and I don't covet my neighbor's wife. <laughs> I'll steal. <laughs> My daddy, my daddy had 10 of these. He read, them, he read them out of a book. I don't know what that book was, but he had 10 rules. He said there were his 10 commands or something like that. And if I didn't, if I didn't, if I didn't listen, he took his command book and he smacked me in the face. My daddy didn't play around. These guys are such fucking hillbillies. I mean, it's amazing. These guys are such hillbillies. Like at its core, they're all fucking hillbillies. And then here's the last clip on uh, if he would ever go back to work with Nick Saban. Again, he used to work with him as an assistant. You coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. There's a reason people don't go. I ain't went back and worked for him with opportunities. Coach back behind Don't the line. Don't be associated with it. Oh, shit. Don't want to be associated with him. Now, there's another one where he calls him the czar or whatever. Oh, you I have that see. clip? Let me try to find that. I didn't see that one. He calls him the czar. He said he. some people think they're a god and some people think they're. Let's, let's try to find that. He called him a czar. Like, uh, like the old Russian royalty. Weren't they czars? Yeah. You haven't heard that word in a while. Okay. This one's three minutes and 14 seconds. Let's see here. Let's, we'll, we'll just we'll go through it and see if we can find it. Last night in Alabama? Uh, yes, I would. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. That they broke state laws. That they're, that they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable. Real quick, all these, all you motherfuckers talking about ethics is the fun, dude. This is the same thing to me when a politician does this shit. You guys are all full of shit. It's it's comedy. It's pure comedy. Listen, NCAA has rules. They have rules. <laughs> 
on how we can acquire our teenage slaves to make us money while they eat at a cafeteria. And we did not break any of those rules. There's also rules about when those teenage slaves who make us millions and trillions and billions of dollars are allowed to eat. They are allowed to eat between 7.30 a.m. and 8.15 a.m. They are allowed to eat between 3 p.m. and 3.08 p.m. And they are allowed to eat between 6 p.m. and 6.04 p.m. And they abide by those rules just like I abide by the rules of what I can and how I can pay players. We all got rules. And, and, and I, I play by the rules just like my players play by the rules. They got to be up at 4 a.m. training. That's a rule. <laughs> They got to be in their room by 7.15 p.m. and asleep by 7.30 or else they get the whip. Dems the rules. Okay, I got the czar clip here. Things are God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out what he does and how he does it, and it's despicable. It really is, and it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it's and it personal to us? Yes, it is. It's personal to A&M, it's personal to our players, it's personal to our coaches, and everybody involved. And I know the guy. know him really well. Nick Satan is not God. <laughs> Coach, did you say Nick Satan? Yes, that's his name, Nick Satan. Satan is not God. You, do you mean Saban? Saban Satan, seltzer salsa. Saban Satan, Saban Satan. Say say that ten times fast. Tell me you don't mess it up. Saban Satan, Saban Satan, Saban Satan, 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 Nick Satan. It's all a fucking scam. Well, of course. And I'm so glad. Free the college athlete. Well, well, to bring it back, let's not forget. Free them from this whole they, you know, I Andy, I've said it before. I don't believe Payers should be put paid for you know go going to school. Just what is this school? What does this have to do with school? Yeah, tear it down. Free the teenage athlete. Well, well, what I was gonna say was to bring it back where this all came from. Let's not forget, because I think people forget the reason this all came to fruition was a Supreme Court decision, which was 9-0. Like, guys, we're talking about a Supreme Court that is so polarized on every other thing. It was unanimous to allow name, image, and likeness. This was unanimous across the board. That's, That's what catapulted all this to happen. And those are the rules, and we are abiding by them. Now, now they can make money for their name, image, and likeness. If they don't like the school once they come here, do they have to sit out 14 seasons before they are allowed to transfer? Yes. Those are the rules. If you don't like playing for me at Texas A&M, then you can go to Florida State when you're 36. Those are the rules, and we abide by them. Because my daddy had a book that said, "These are them's the rules. <laughs> And he used to have one book that was them's the rules and one book that was the Ten Commands. <laughs> and if I didn't abide by those rules, he smacked me with both of them. He clasped <laughs> my ears. Of course, Saban's done shady stuff. They all have. 
just like Bill Belichick. You don't you don't get to be the goat in any field, sports, business, whatever it is, without doing some shady stuff. That's how you excel. Everybody is looking for an edge. Of course, Saban's done shady stuff. But again, so have all these guys. So have all of them. You can't be naive to think they're not all looking for an edge. Hell, Blue Chips, again, we bring this back. The movie came out in 94. Shaquille O'Neal documented that in his amazing acting. Come on, guys. It is funny, though, like you said, that Nick Saban, of all people, a guy who's won all these titles, is mad because he came number two because he was the second in recruiting? This is what this boils down to? And he's taking pot shots at at Dion? Burn it down. Burn it down. I'll play the Dion clip real quick that he said last night as well. There are rules, just like Nate said. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. So, th- so here's what's funny about that, to do a callback. Nick Saban saying it's in the paper that Jackson State paid this guy. Dude, you're the guy who said you're so busy, you didn't know who won between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So now you're suddenly reading papers? You said you didn't know who won the presidential election, but now you're reading all the headlines and papers. Get out of here. Well, here's what happened, Eddie. I was in my home having breakfast. One of my tight ends who, who in his free time, totally voluntarily, not because it moves him up the depth chart, makes me breakfast. He came in. <laughs> he came in in his little suit with his little whack gloves. And he said, Coach, I've got another one of our other players the guy who does most of the lawn stuff. He found this newspaper out on the lawn. He said, do you want it? And he brought it into me. And then one of the girls on the volleyball team, she reads to me. She read me the paper. Oh, man. It's the worst system in all of sports. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of garbage. The Olympics are unlawful and criminal. The World Cup, we have to wait till November because right now it's 175 degrees in Qatar. We're n- no one in the world is going to go. The, we, we, we have every, every sport. I mean, we talked about baseball at length, but nothing. Nothing is worse than the NCAA and the crown jewel of NCAA criminal behavior is every single major college football team. Yeah, there's so many sports guys. And this is this is this is my call. And I know a lot of people don't live in sunny Southern California like I do. But this is my call to you high school dirt balls and you college dirt balls who will one day find yourself out in the real world. Have one day of your weekend where you go do something else. Enjoy the NFL. Put college football aside. It's a scam. It's a sham. It's 
It's awful. Yeah. No, you're right. I I don't I don't disagree. I think the allure is you're seeing guys who are going to be in the NFL at this point for someone like me. That's what it is. But it's it will not be the same five, ten years from now that it is now. I just think everything really is being blown up. But god damn, this is entertaining. Hearing these hillbilly coaches argue and talk trash. It does set up for an interesting battle when Bama plays AM now. It, it, it is going to make it interesting. But let it burn. Blow the whole damn thing up. It's not, it's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy if you're a devout fan. Because the truth is, it only is a few teams that can compete. I mean, this was Cincinnati's best season ever. And they had a great squad. And we saw that, right? I mean, they had... The amount of guys they had drafted, the amount of guys in the first round, they have a top five cornerback go to the Jets. It's like they were legit squad, Cincinnati. Yeah. They got waxed by Bama. Of course. Of course they did. That's what it boils down to. But I, I I will be here for the drama. And the last note on this college football stuff is I got a mess. We got a tweet from a dirt ball. Arguably one of the best names ever. The quarterback. This is this guy's name. The quarterback for Oklahoma this year. Dude, it sounds like a porn star. His name is General Booty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is, is this is this real life? This is what's what's so funny is he has the same last name of the former best name in college football. Remember John David Booty? For LSU. Pre- presidential assassin turned. <laughs> college football player we we grabbed a man today with a rifle and a copy of catcher in the rye oh, who was outside president joe biden's office john are, david booty those are his uncles that's his really? uncle i'm looking right now general booty john david booty was his uncle yes the booty family the booties got some redneck shit man that's just some redneck shit. Leave Dion out of this. In the words of Will Smith, leave Dion's name out. Well, you sent mouth. me a great, you sent me a great clip of Dion. What was it from last year? Is that from last year? I don't know what it's from. Oh, I thought that's what the tweet that came with it said. And Dion knows exactly how it's going to go. Dion saw the future. And he was just like, of course, guys are going to want to play for me. I can play. I'm, I'm going to make them rich. Yeah, oh, this is two years ago. You're right. I didn't read the caption. This is two years ago. This is Dion. Now they play some music in the background. So uh, it will be hard, a little, a little hard to understand. But this is from two years ago. We got some dogs coming. The reason I know why we got some dogs coming is because we receive some hate. We got power five schools hating on old JSU. Telling the kids, hey, you know what? They don't have this. Or they don't have that. Or they can't afford this. Or they can't afford that. Yeah, they darn right. We can't. But guess what we got? We got what we got. And we got hope. And we got love. And we got compassion. And we got coaches that know the darn game, that are very competent, that are very capable. 
that has character. We don't even talk about other schools. We don't do that because that's just not who we are. That's just like uh, you trying to holler at a girl and you trying to tell the girl what the guy ain't to get the girl. We don't do that. You know why? Because we real with it. Mm -mm. I love that, by the way. That's a great. That's a great analogy. I danced the whole time. Dion's doing spoken word recruiting over Fantastic Voyage. We're surprised that he's getting players over Nick. We're, we're surprised he's getting at least one five star crew. One guy who's like a, a elite player who's like, yeah, um, Dion is talking about love and there's music playing in the background. Nick Saban uh, came to my grandmother's house and she said that we were considering Texas A&M and he took a swing at her. <laughs> I know, man. I love it. And obviously, I'm a huge Dion guy. I always have been. I, I, it's just so funny to me how jealous and mad these guys get. It's better. What's crazy is it's better for the overall game to spread the talent. It's better if guys go to some of these smaller schools or if guys are spread thin throughout some of the SEC squads. And it's amazing to me always that college, college sports fans are like, you know why? You know why? Uh, uh, we love college basketball because the NCAA tournament and 64 teams and anything can happen and Cinderella. And you know why we love college football? Four teams, same four every year. One of the two win. You're like, pick a fucking lane, guys. Yeah. You like college football because anything can happen. Or you like or you like college basketball, college sports because anything can happen. Or you like college sports because the same goddamn team wins every year and you like to get drunk and go watch a team that's going to go seven and four and not matter. And look, I, for the record, I understand that. If, if your view is like, hey, I just like to go to games, have some beers, hang no out with friends. No doubt about it. No doubt I get about it. it. I get it. But but save all your this is why college football is great. Oh, yeah. Save that. It's it's just a bad system. It's it's the like. It really is one of the worst systems. Now, you could debate FIFA or the International Olympic Committee. Those are up there for sure. But those also happen once every four years. Yeah. You're, de you're dealing with this every single year. And people have a chance to compete for a gold medal or win a World Cup. What are, what, like, what are most college athletes competing for? What do you what do you compete for? again? You're not competing for a national title. Sure. I know. You're you're competing at this point, you're hoping to make money from name, image, and likeness, or go to the NFL. That's it. And that's why Deion Sanders is like, if that's what matters, must be the money. Yeah. I think no one thought he'd have success because he had no coaching experience. He goes to a small name school, historically black university. I think they thought that's how it would play out. And again, he's, he's making gains. He's getting some players. He's putting together some decent squats and they're just jealous because he is the antithesis of what they are. He's a former NFL player that has swag, who does things differently, 
the complete opposite of how these guys do it. And they're just jealous. And they don't have his charisma. Let's move on to some NBA because the finals, the conference finals, I should say, a little surprising for me so far. Yeah, now, now, Andy, we had talked on, uh, we had talked last episode. Uh, uh, Andy Laz was watching last episode and was like, I want to come in and talk Western Conference Finals. He just texted me and was like, when are you guys going live? I said, sorry, we're already live. But I forwarded him the link and I'm like, we'll talk Eastern Conference. Maybe you can sneak in for some Western Conference Finals talk because his dub showed up. But let's talk about the East first. Well, first half. Boston obviously builds a little eight point lead. Then that third quarter, that third quarter has been dominated all playoffs by the heat. They come out halftime hot. And I have to say that's on the coach. Some adjustments, getting your team ready. Second half. Absolutely. And we've, and we saw that we've seen that through the years with the warriors during their run, the halftime adjustments, all the, all the third quarter runs that they've gone on. Yeah, that's a sign of a good coach. You know, I've I've always been an Eric Spolstra, like kind of just like, let's keep it in perspective. But I think over the years, he's just become a better and better coach. And 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 honestly, I think we have a um we have a coaching, there's there's a there's a huge gap between great coaches and good coaches, and then an even bigger gap between good coaches and the rest of the league. And I think Eric Spolstra floats and he's one of the few people who's floated in the above good coaches under like all time, great coaches for a long time. And the guy has earned my respect through the years. Yeah. He's definitely grown on me. Obviously he had LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, those four finals appearances, but they showed the stat the other night. I don't know if you saw it. He's 5-0 and in Eastern Conference Series. He's never lost. Yeah. Even with great players, it doesn't always guarantee a series win. Right. He's never lost. That's and huge. And obviously, he could lose this one. But the point is, he's doing it with different teams, with different squads. He's a really good coach. Yeah. And, you know, we have talked about, I, I said last episode, that, you know, there's just not the superstar, but Jimmy Butler, I mean, this is what you, this is what we saw from Jimmy Butler when he made the run, when they made the run to the finals in the bubble was Jimmy Butler became the star on the team and, you know, props to the heat props, to Eric Spolstra props to Pat Riley props to the team in general that they kind of win all year while you know, not having one guy that really is so clearly above the rest of the talent on your team, but you need that come playoff time. And Jimmy Butler is doing that. And, and, and if he continues to do that, that, I mean, I, that's, that makes them a tough out. Well, Jimmy for, Butler for not, not just this series, but in the final, like yeah. if Jimmy Butler plays, consistently he's consistently a superstar or a star shouldn't say a superstar he's consistently star level performance with the with their supporting cast they're going to be tough to be for any well, of the teams left he played like a superstar last game when you when you put in 40 that's, that's what i'm saying and have four steals he it's not just offensively when he's playing the defense the way he has lately 
I'm a Nick Wright. Uh, like I go back and forth on Nick Wright. Obviously, Nick Wright is also a LeBron stand like myself. I appreciate that. He has some terrible takes too, but I find him to be, you know, I find his takes to be uh, right about 60% of the time, which is far above the league average. But he shot this uh, tweet out via first take this morning or first things first. Sorry, not first take. Um, Doesn't really matter, to be honest. Right. This postseason, Tatum, 28.3 points a game, 5.8 rebounds a game, 6.1 assists per game, and 44.1 field goal percentage. Jimmy Butler, 29.8 points a game, so a point and a half more. 7.7 rebounds per game, so two full rebounds more. 5.4 assists per game, so, you know, uh, a half an assist less than Tatum. And 53.5% field goal percentage, a full almost 10 points better. Bottom line, Jimmy Butler's been significantly better yeah than Jason Tatum and defensively that that doesn't even include yeah. defensive stats and we've talked about you know we talked about Steph we talked about Luca we talked about Tatum and we talked about Jimmy Butler we talked about the heat not really but Jimmy Butler if if Jimmy Butler is going to do this in the Eastern Conference Finals I got heat and six, but they're also doing it with guys who aren't even getting paid. They got two D leaguer, like recent D leaguers in the starting lineup. Obviously Kyle Lowry's hurt. You, you have let last know. I see. We're going to let him in soon. You have Duncan Robinson who just signed a deal. He's not even playing. Yeah. You got guys like Strew stepping it up. They have a collective team effort. I think I saw a stat the other day. They basically have $48 million of recent salary that hasn't played or sitting on the bench. Yeah. They're fine. And, and again, that's a good coach. You're finding the replacement guys, so to speak, that are stepping in. And we've talked about, and we've talked about the butterfly effect before. We talked about it in regards to winning time and everything. And I love right now, shout out to Emiliano, who uh, regularly posts the Pat, uh, the uh, what's his name who played Pat Riley on the fucking winning time? Adrian uh, Brody, Adrian Brody, the Adrian Brody screenshot of him as Pat Riley saying, fuck Boston. How appropriate now, how appropriate for this series to have a Adrian Brody as Pat Riley saying, fuck Boston. But like, you know, we've given props over the years to the guys behind the guys behind the guy, but like, God damn it. If Pat Riley just doesn't fucking Figure it out every oh, he year. Does. He does every fucking year. He does. You know, Jeff Perlman said low key, low key, maybe greatest coach of all time. And I think that's obviously when you consider the titles that were run and, and the longevity of, of pop in San Antonio and the, the, you know, the fact that Phil Jackson has 11 and being, being an ego manager is as important as anything in the NBA. So you can you can criticize the X's and O's of Phil Jackson all you want. You can you know I, I always say you can't ruin your legacy. Like the Knicks don't that doesn't hurt Phil Jackson's legacy to me. Um, it's hard to argue Pat Riley's, but but greatest coach slash executive of all time. I think I think Pat Riley's running away with that one. Yeah. Well, he knows how to put the right guys in place. That's not easy for any profession, right? He knows how to get the most out of people. And he sees that. But and just also grabbing the low, you know, grabbing guys when their stock's low. Exactly. 
because Jimmy Butler was just bouncing around. He was. Even with all those successful seasons, he was bouncing around. And then now we are three wins away from making two finals. So we can move on to the West. I see Laz is sitting here. I'm sure he's going to be chomping at the bit to discuss how they played in game one. Coming to you live from the Laz Lair in Venice Beach, California. Connecting via audio and hopefully video. Andy Laz Lazarus. Andy, you have to accept. I did accept. Accepting. What's up, boys? No, we're... What's, What's up? going on? What's up, Ruther? How are you, buddy? I'm good. How you been? Pretty good. Um, two weeks out of surgery, so I'm uh, just off the uh, killer meds. This is my first day off the big meds. So the, off pain meds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Do you have any just laying around? I, 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 I ate them all. They're done. They're done. It's Last, I, yeah. I, 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 I feel like you're the kind of guy who has like a Dr. Vinny Boombats where like, I mean, of course, like yeah. if I needed to get some opioids, I could get some opioids. I'm trying. I, mean, I don't want to open this uh, Zoom guest appearance with a drug deal, but like hit me up after the show. Sure. No problem. No problem. Oh, unbelievable. I've, I've, I've just just doing... contributing Joe to the opioid crisis in our country. <laughs> Stick to the cannabis. <laughs> I have, you know, I unlike unlike Laz, I don't have the gold chain Dr. Vinny Bumbats. I'm working off of like, you know, uh, Cal California Medi-Cal. But I mean, my knee still hurts. God damn it. Listen, I, I got a therapist. Why won't, why won't my doctor listen to me? I, my crazy doctor has prescribed you whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever you want. But yeah, it's no problem so, around it. Laz, what are you thinking right now? A, a big win. Game one. You got to be feeling good. <laughs> I mean, I feel be- pretty good. I feel pretty good. I mean, I here's the thing. As as much as Kendrick Perkins and Nick Wright and Joe Prano want to tell me that Luca is a better player than Steph, um, I will give you this. I think they're they're a wash for this series. But honestly, um, Jalen Brunson, I don't think even starts on the Warriors. You know what I mean? Well, I think I think I think that may be very true. And I I actually think that's kind of the point, which is uh, you guys have you have an absolutely undoubtedly better roster top to bottom. We have a better team. Yeah, you have a better team. I don't expect uh, the Mavericks to play that bad um, again, but I just don't think that guys like um, Reggie Bullock and uh, Finney Smith and even Jalen Jalen Brunson's pretty good on the road, but I I haven't seen them be able to really get it done on the road. You know, I expect them to be better at home. Um, Jordan Poole actually has only had one good game on the road, so he's kind of in that um, category as well. I just don't think they got enough. And and I also think, I mean, to be fair, I think that they got game seven a little bit. You know, two two less days of rest, one more game. You know. You guys have been prepping for them. You're ready to go. Uh, And we're not just going to quit like the Phoenix Suns quit. Right. Like that was weird. That was a weird thing. Like something is going on in that locker room. Somebody fuck somebody's baby mama that day. I I know this is in there. I know this is a crazy statement, too, but I've been and uh, I've said this on the show over the last couple of weeks, Laz, like 
this NBA playoffs has ruined my my projected uh, gambling winnings for the year. Not because I'm losing a ton of money, but like I count on having a huge quarter when it, when NBA playoffs happen. I count on winning a ton of money, and now I've like lost a little bit, and it's just like it sent my whole gambling year into disarray. Would that would you call that your LeBron gambling crutch? Yeah, exactly. LeBron is gone. You got nothing. But- yeah, well, I mean, it's it's LeBron. It's your Warriors. It's your you know, it's your uh, your old Warriors squad. Your Kevin Durant Warriors squad. Before that, it's you know, like through the years, it's the Spurs. There was always teams that you could count on. Yeah. Like, oh, I just bet them every night. They're gonna win, and they, they're gonna I, cover. I feel like the Warriors have been pretty good against the spread at home. Yeah. But, but I mean, think about through the years, it was like, oh, I mean, LeBron didn't lose a first round game for a decade. And the Spurs were in every Western Conference finals for like nine out of 10 seasons or something like right. that. It's like so. But the thing is, is like now this this has been so hard because every time it seems like something's happening, I try to ride it. And then the next day it's, it's ruined. It's like I almost feel like. The Mavs getting blown out in game one makes me think that it's going to be a better series than if they lost like a hard fought two point game on the road. Then they're like, oh, it's like now you guys got to make a fucking total adjustment mm-hmm. and you guys got to try to figure out how to if you lose game two, you got to figure out be like, how do we just have this series even through four? So if you're a coach of the Mavs, though, what is the adjustment? Right. Like, what do you do? Because Wiggins seems like he could, I'm not saying he handles Luca, but he makes it hard on Luca and you have Draymond helping off. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you put Draymond on Jalen Brunson, like that's a mismatch for us. Like yeah. Jalen Brunson's got no chance. Absolutely. You know? None. So I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm obviously not a basketball genius, so I'm not sure what Jason Kidd does here to, to uh, battle the fact that like he's outgunned. Uh, that's that's uh, absolutely I absolutely agree with you. And I think Jason Kidd, if Jason Kidd was a good coach, which I think is up in the air at best. Yeah. Um, if Jason Kidd was a good coach, I don't think he has a better plan than what he has now, which is well, I hope Luca figures it out. <laughs> right. I mean, like how many times they they try to target Steph. They try to target Jordan Poole, but like you're not going to start Jordan Poole in this because I just think Jordan Poole right now isn't quite the player that he's being getting hyped up to be. Right. You know, he's not quite there. Um, But I mean, like if Draymond's and the other thing, if Draymond, if Jalen Brunson is guarding Draymond as allergic to scoring as Draymond is like that's a problem for you guys too. Cause if Draymond scores, I, I, I mean, uh, by the way, I'm not a Dallas Mavs fan. I'm just rooting. You for the are, Mavs. you are you guys to me whenever there <laughs> anybody's playing the Warriors, you are you guys. I'm always you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're, you're low key. You're not a Dallas Mavericks fan, but you're low key going back to the 2011 team. Yeah. You love that 2011 team. I hear I about do. the 2011 team all the time. Yeah. Well, I just think that they're the most underrated NBA team. They're, they might be the most underrated sports team in history. Just the, the way they're talked about, they beat the shit out of everybody. Disrespected. 
and they're disrespected. And, and at, at this point, like if you watched that run, we were all like, oh, my God, they cannot miss for like two that's, weeks. That's the thing. They were the, they got the hottest that I've right. ever seen any team ever. So it's and they were like, and well, it was like was kind of a two week thing. I, yeah, I don't was, to be honest, I don't think since that game four walloping that they did on the Lakers when they swept them. Have we seen Andrew Bynum since? Remember, I think he was no, spotted. Were, he was spotted in an arena. Don't you remember that thing where he was spotted? In, was there something with like somebody dumping popcorn on him or something? Yeah. Something happened in an arena. Like they literally destroyed Bynum's career. Maybe he did like a year or two with the Sixers after that, but they. But like they, the next year, he straightened his hair. He like conked his hair. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. right. And then. And I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys year. saw. I don't know if you saw the documentary they, they rolled into after the game last night. But I think after a, a season and a half on the Sixers, he just like took a boat with Bison Dele through Tahiti. <laughs> you saying that he killed Bison Dele? <laughs> yeah. That that Bison Dele's brother also murdered Andrew Bynum and threw him off the side of a boat. <laughs> and and there's good speculation. The artist formerly known as Andrew Bynum. Yeah. As well, the speculation that that game also caused Lamar Odom to go to that whorehouse where he was OD on crack. Like, 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 like the Dallas Mavericks, there's some severe damage, but you know, here, I'm going to use this. Well, I'm going to say one more thing about the 2011 Mavs, and then I'll bring it back to it'll, it'll link us to this current Mavs team, which is again, sort of basketball casuals and LeBron haters and whatever, the same Tripoli's of the world. They kind of use that Mavs team as pointing to like this, a uh, 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 Michael Jordan would never lose that team like the way LeBron did. And I, I argue, and I will argue to this day, every single NBA team with the exception of maybe the, the Shaq dominant Lakers teams, because he was just so goddamn unstoppable. Right. But even that three for two, I would argue every team that won a championship before the Mavs in 2011 loses to that Mavs team, at least if they're as hot as they were. Well, I, I might be one of those people who says, I don't know if the bulls lose to them. Well, I, 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 I think one of those I think I think Dirk would be like, listen, I know math's different in Germany, but three is greater than two, right? Have yeah, fun with your have fun with have fun with getting your the shot clock down to three seconds before you take a contested fadeaway, Mike. Over by the way, the just rotating cast of perimeter defenders on that team from Sean Marion to uh like you get Sean Marion was on that team. Yeah, Sean Marion, uh Stevenson. Uh, um, there's, Tyson there's another, Chandler. I mean, Tyson Chandler, obviously in the middle, there's another guy I'm fucking the, the Yukon Karan Butler. Like they just had wing defenders out the ass on that they team. Did. That's true. Um, and they had Ace and kid hitting Jays. Yeah, exactly. Like JJ Barea. And, uh, who's the other guy from, uh, was Peja on that team? Peja. Yeah. yeah. Peja was on that team. Old yeah. So yeah. how confident are you Laz, on a scale of one to 10? in this series and then and then we can jump ahead if they okay. make the finals well i mean i'll say this uh i'm confident as always that if the warriors play well they'll win yeah. Like if the warriors continue to rebound and don't cough up the ball too much i mean you can you can't fuck around with this this mavericks team they do have firepower but um i i think they should like if they play really well i think they could win in five games honestly And what I was saying is my link back is this. I think if both of these teams play their best basketball, the Warriors win every time. If both these teams play good basketball, 
the Warriors win. If both these teams play bad basketball, the Warriors win. They're just better. And like the 2011 Mavs, who obviously their roster top to bottom is way better, way, 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 way better than this Mavs team. But similarly, built around one guy's talents, and then it's all about a supporting cast. That 2011 Mavs team for a few weeks, everybody hit their shots. And you look at the game seven versus the Suns. Yeah, the Suns quit, but I've played a lot. Yeah, but I've played a lot of basketball in my day where you find yourself guarding a guy who can't miss and you start doing the reverse Jordan where you're like, what am I supposed to do? Right. Right. And that's what happened to that. That Suns team is they were like, I don't we don't have an answer. They're just hitting all their shots. And then they come back in game one and they're, you know, they open like three for 13 or three for 15 or whatever it was from three you need like the, the, for the Mavs to have a chance, they need Luca to go off and they need guys to be hitting their shots. They need, they need to slow down this pace. They can't play at this pace. Yeah. Luka's going to get wiped out. Like it kind of happened to uh, the Joker. You know, I think this Mavs team is better than Nuggets team just because of personnel, but like Matt, I mean, Luca's big and slow as as great as his his feet work is he's big and slow they run him up and down the court he's gonna have a problem so we'll leave you with this real quick who would you rather face in the finals the heat or the celtics i mean my gut says the heat because i don't i i but i'm not sure i trust my gut you know i think the heat are probably better coached and i'm just not they don't i don't they don't really have the high end firepower, but um, they're consistent. They're right? consistent. They're consistent. Um, I also, I also think like, you know, uh, Marcus Smart, his antics, his antics can fuck you up because you can get hurt because of him doing some dumbass, um, you know, foul baiting shit. So I'd rather not deal with that. I almost think kind of rather face heat, but I'm not really sure. They're both pretty tough. To yeah. I almost think you kind of do want to face the heat too, simply because forget Marcus Smart's antics, but also Mark like Marcus Smart's a dog. And if it's just like, hey, here's our strategy. Marcus Smart, your job is to, you know, ruin Steph's life for seven games and that's it. Yeah. You you guys have won a lot of games through the years, not having Steph go off, but you're you're way more of a well-oiled machine when Steph is playing well. I, I think the only way we really win is if Steph is playing well. Look, ultimately, win. You know, it's it's going to come down to Steph and Draymond and play at the end of the day. I think, and who knows? Maybe Wiggins. Wiggins has been pretty impressive. So well, Wiggins is certainly going to help you out in this series, and then you know that that's he's he's the kind of guy where I know everybody is like, oh, what, what, what is he really giving him? It's like, this is like the Kevin Love uh, on, the, on the Cavs team. It's like, I, I don't need Kevin Love to be an all-star all playoffs. I need no. him to have a series. I need yeah. him to have a game here or there. Yeah. And that, what do you that's guys what you think? Who, who do you guys want? I mean, I know you want the Mavs to win, but do you think the Mavs are going to win? The, the, the championship? Oh, no, no yeah, I, I, pretty, I pretty did that. Since I predicted the Warriors go to the finals, going back a couple of series, so I, I got to stick by my prediction on that. Yeah, they're making you look good, Luther. They're making well, you but good. I, but I, yeah, but I am rooting for the Mavs. I, I love Luca. I'm rooting for the Mavs, and I, I'm definitely rooting for the Heat as well. 
Yeah. I think the I, th- I think the Heat win it all at this point. Can you guys uh, explain to me why Tyler Hero doesn't start for that team in the backcourt? Because they're they smart. Because they're, they're smart, and they he doesn't. G League guys. Because they're smart, and they you know they understand that. Uh, he just a sieve on defense. Yeah, but also like I I always think it's great that the the best one of the one of the low key best coaching strategies ever is having a guy who's good enough to start who comes off the bench and. Can sure. be the can be the guy. I mean, the Jamal Crawford role of, okay, this guy can totally be the the scorer on your second team. And but is it smart to have a guy with some playoff experience and uh, who's more talented start over like a couple of former G League guys? Like, who are those guys? I haven't I haven't watched a lot of Heat basketball, so right. I don't know. When I saw that starting lineup, I'm like, who's Jay Vincent? I, I, honestly, I think I think I think something in the NBA that's really hard to do, but is really smart, is to like, you know, take take your best players and spread them out across your first two lineups. But yeah. like, unfortunately, with the egos that come with playing in the NBA, it's like Carmelo Anthony shouldn't have started for 15 seasons. But he's like, yeah. I w- I won't even play unless I'm starting. <laughs> he's playing for the Knicks. Who else are they going to start? Yeah. Who else are they going to start? Right. Carmelo Anthony shouldn't have started for the last eight seasons. That's for sure. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well, last, we appreciate you joining us. We got, yeah. we got, we got a lot to get through here today, here, Joe, but uh, good luck. Good luck to your squad. And I just hope. Thank, thank from now, the- Andy, be- before we let uh, Laz go, I saw that you added something to the rundown that maybe we'll want to go into next and then let Laz go after this one topic, which is, I don't even, I didn't even know what you put on. I just saw the words robot umps. <laughs> well right. I, I here's just... my problem the idea of robot umps is great because maybe angel hernandez is gone but just think about what you're missing with robot umps who do you get mad at like are we gonna see kyle schwarber lose his shit which uh, andy, andy, got, andy got mad at a robot just last episode andy was andy had robot beef oh yeah yeah it was, it was ai beef yeah airbnb ai which turned out to be a real person, but he was using AI as well. So he, he was a hybrid. You can't spell Airbnb without, without AI. AI. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the thing I just Airbnb, honestly. This, yeah, this is what I just added. Guy. This, this is last minute that the uh, this is the highest level where they're testing it out. This is yeah. the AAA Pacific Coast League. OK, so they're obviously Start. They started the independent leagues. Now they're moving up the actual AAA just to test out to see how. I don't know exactly how it would work. I think there's a light that goes off. Probably just like in comedy, you get the light, you're fucking, but you're out immediately. (laughs) But but the ump is still there. But it's the guy with his cell phone, guy waving his cell phone. (laughs) You're at that's over. You struck out. You got to go. You got to go. No more. You don't have one minute to end this joke. Just uh, Justin so wait, they're, they're Justin Wood in the fire. back of Bear Burger. <laughs> yeah. Randy Ruther with a the light on his iPhone. <laughs> you struck out, bro. <laughs> um, are, are they just doing robot home plate umps? Is that the uh, the home plate umpire would inform everyone of calls? Would inf- sorry would inform so, everybody so, that somebody struck out? Yeah, so he's so he's letting everybody know you have a home plate ump who's doing the calls. Yeah. So he's still there. Can we not- fire Angel Hernandez and get rid of the shift and just, <laughs> fucking, you know, like stop all this extra nonsense? 
Also, like, can we have can we just have term limits on umpires so that the guys who are making calls aren't sixty? Yeah, exactly. Every yeah. umpire, every umpire is going to be under fifty years old. Yeah, they have or to have, like seventh inning have that like kind of Roman gladiator thing where the you know like uh, the fans give a thumbs up or thumbs down. Literal literal eye test. Umpire dies. Literal eye tests before the season, after the All Star break, before the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Why not that? Well, look, this, this, this still has a long ways to go and it has to be, it would all have to be approved by the major league baseball union, the umpires union, I should say. So, so we'll see. Well, Laz, good luck with the, uh, I was going to ask you this real quick. I was gonna say, good luck. Are, are any homeless people still around the Venice area? No, no. I mean, yes, but not where they were next to my house. The okay. encampment city is gone. Okay. Yeah. RIP encampment Thank city. God. Yes. All right. Well, you and Prano can settle your, uh, your your drug deals after the show. Well, but, well, uh, Laz and I will settle our drug deal on the next episode of the Dirty Slides, which should be coming to you sometime in the next week. For sure, Perfect. we'll settle this robot umpire thing too. Perfect. All Thanks right, for Laz. having me, boy. Yeah, good seeing you, man. Carry on. Always great. Always great to have Andy Laz on. A little crossover talk. The great Andy Lazarus. Coming to us live from his garage. Sorry, I accidentally hit report. I was about to report him. Uh, not doing that. That's 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 a mistake. Um, and now we thing, have Tug Coker in the waiting room, ready to talk about John Daly leading the PGA Championship. Well, one thing before we do. Speaking of John Daly, that's that's a good segue for what I wanted to bring up. What is what is the consensus on Luca? Was he or was he not drinking? I'm going. I, I I'm unfortunately I'm calling. Uh, so I bet heavily on the Mavs money line yesterday. Cause I was like, here's the thing. If the Mavs, the Mavs are either getting blown out in this game or they're winning this game. I was like, take the, the five and a half points is useless to me. And I was right. They did get blown out. And also, of course I took the, two, you know, two to one odds on the money line. Cause you know, I like to have a rooting interest, uh, our hockey correspondent, who's going to come up later on. I need him and the Kyle Aronofsky and the other hockey guys in the world, the Jacob faiths and the big T Dobbs and all those hockey guys out there slide in my DMS. My NBA playoff betting is out of control. It's off the rails this year. I need some hockey bets, but, um, so, so for those who didn't see a, a picture surfaced yesterday of Luca and Bobin at a restaurant, Luca had drink, a beer in front Luca of Luca had a beer. I'm saying it was false because I used that that picture and that picture alone to bet on the Mavs money line. I was like, if he's drinking during the day, they got this game, and they got blown out. So it must have it must have been as the uh, as the um, the Mavs claimed it was old. The Mavs claimed that it was old. Now I have unconfirmed reports that whether it's old or new, Luca was definitely drinking a cold Miller Lite. I mean, what else would he be drinking? Because Luca, closely on his way to being the goat, wants to drink the goat of all beers, which would completely make sense. A, a hard agree, Andy. I am here. Uh, you know, you know, I have I have two rules when I when I first when I make a change in my life, just to set the scene, just to make sure everything's good. I do two things. I watch Top Gun. Just get myself centered. Perfect time to watch Top Gun this year in preparation for the new Top Gun that's coming out. And then, of course, I fill my fridge with Miller Lights. I am 
two arms lengths away. I can't reach it right now. Two arms lengths away from 18 freshly cold bottles. Bottles. I love the bottle vibe of Miller Lite because it's, as you said, it's the goat. Like there is no Jordan, LeBron, Kareem discussion when it comes to beer. Miller Lite, all the accolades, most points ever, most original light beer change the game. There's just, there's just before Miller light and after Miller light. That's it. In the history of beer, that is it. There's, there was hundreds of years of developing the idea of beer, the, the, the dark ages, the early years. And then there's AL after light. Well, you're right. A lot has changed over the years, but one of the few things that hasn't Miller time, right? Like you said, before and after. And once Miller Lite was introduced, the game changed forever. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, that's right, Dirt Balls, you don't have to even leave your house. Simply visit MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And if you're drinking a cold Miller Lite this weekend while you're watching NBA playoffs or the PGA Championship, tweet at us. Let us know. Tag us at the Dirty Sports, at Miller Lite. Let us know how you're enjoying America and the world's finest light beer. And Andy, I want you to do one more thing before you move on from this Miller Lite ad because I think uh, you know there's other there's other beers out there which shall not be named. But I have a friend of mine who I I saw on. Instagram uh, stories yesterday. He was he was barbecuing and he was posting a beer and he was drinking one of those. Let's call them diet beers. Okay. They kind they kind of, you know, they kind of sell themselves as the diet beer. And I said to him, "Listen, Miller Lite is one more calorie than that beer. And what are the carbs, Andy? What are the carbs? Three point two carbs per That's twelve ounces. Nothing. Yeah. As far as beer goes." Don't don't get don't get yourself scammed by a diet beer. Sure. It's Miller Lite. It's the original light beer. If you're like me and you're, you know, you're going to have a few have a Miller Lite. Make it Miller Lite. Make it Miller time. Couldn't agree more, Joe. Couldn't God, agree more. You're making me want to crack one right now. I'm glad that the fridge is out of reach. Well, you can get to that later because we do have to go over some hockey with a hockey call from who's our hockey correspondent, Ryan from Ryan. Canada. What's Ryan's last name? Tell me again. Ryan, Ryan Platt, Platt from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So Ryan left two calls to be fair. He's like, dude, I can't get this under two minutes for each conference. Ryan, so, I just followed you back on Instagram at R Clat. K-L-A-T-T-18. I just followed you back. And I'm going to make one request. You don't have a bio on Twitter. It seems like your bio should say the official hockey correspondent of at the Dirty Sports Podcast. Wow. That's really official. When he adds that. Game changer. Okay, so let's hear from Ryan. Let's see what we got. 
These are his first hockey correspondent calls. Let's see how he holds up. Hey, guys. It's your hockey correspondent, Ryan Clack, calling in. God, that feels good to say. Well, let's get right into it, starting with my Toronto Maple Leafs. They did it to me again. They've lost in the first round for the sixth straight season. In the fifth straight year, they've lost in a winner-take-all game. Uh, pain. That's all I know as a Leafs fan. Now, in fairness, they lost to the back-to-back defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning, who will now go on to play the Florida Panthers in the next round. So we got a little battle of Florida action coming. This series is going to be high-flying offense on speed balls and cracks, so buckle up for that one. Moving on, there were five Game 7s in the first round. Joe mentioned one of them being his Rangers taking out the Penguins, so now they'll play the Hurricanes in the next round, who beat the Boston Bruins in seven games. But what I want to talk about now is the two Alberta teams, the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. They each won their series in seven games, Calgary overcoming one of the best goaltending performances I've ever seen from Jake Ottinger of the Stars. So now we're going to have a battle of Alberta in the playoffs, the first one since 1991. Oh, boy. These teams hate each other. It is going to be flat-out war. I have a bachelor party in Edmonton in a couple of weeks. I don't know if there's going to be anything left of the province by then. It might just be burnt to the ground, but uh, I'm ready for it. Okay, I'm going to call back uh, for part two. Could he be more Canadian? Like when you no. picture a Canadian and a Canadian province accent and war and the, the, the Canadian, uh, you know, historically pacifist, but war when it comes to flames. Oilers, this is war. There's going to be nothing left in the province. But like, it's that Canadian where it's so friendly and approachable. Now, could he have gone on longer on that call if he wanted to? I think two minutes is the limit. That was one minute, 37 seconds. Okay, got it, got it. So the call call actually limits you. Yeah, it's not me. He's, He's smart enough to know for some reason this call limits you. So this is the second round. Part two. Of at our clad 18s, a first official dirty sports hockey playoff correspondence. Okay, part two of the hockey day. So, a hockey update. Sorry. So, who is the team to beat now, you might ask? Well, it's the Colorado Avalanche. This team is an absolute fucking wagon. They steamrolled the Nashville Predators in four games for the only sweep of the first round and a player to watch that you need to know about. Kale McCarr, number eight on the Avalanche. He's a defenseman, 23 years old. This guy, he might be the best skater I've ever seen. What he does on the, on the ice every night is just mind-boggling. His edge work, his lateral movement, he's got the puck on a string out there. He makes guys look foolish. I don't even know if he knows what color the puck is. His head's always up. And he just makes outstanding plays at both ends of the ice. So that team's going to be really tough to beat. They'll be playing the St. Louis Blues, who beat out the Minnesota Wild in six games. Well, the Blues obviously still have a very good core of players who won a cup a few years ago, but they'll have their work cut out for them. And now I just want to quickly promote a player because you guys might not have even heard of him, and I don't blame you because the NHL sucks at promoting their players. Connor McDavid, center for the Edmonton Oilers. He's the best player in the league, and he's honestly the best player I've ever seen in my lifetime. He's like the Patrick Mahomes of the NHL where 
we've just never seen a talent like him before. He's fucking electric. He's already in his seventh year, and the Oilers have never made it past the second round with him. So, ton of pressure on the Oilers to go far and not waste his prime. So, uh, yeah, Kale McCarr and Connor McDavid, two players you need to know. Okay, that's all for me, and uh, can't wait for the dirt balls to call in and hurt my feelings now. Stay dirty. <laughs> I think well, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it was great. Andy, let me just give you uh, a couple things that – First of all, he talked about the Alberta matchup. Like you don't normally see this in hockey. And I've been, I have been tuning into the hockey games, mostly this Oilers flame series. The reason I've been tuning into this old school uniforms, like two good old school uniforms, two good, like teams. There's no other Oilers. There's no other flames. I was, I was even like, I found myself on Wikipedia the other day. Like, why is a team from Alberta called the flames? Did the city once catch fire? It had something to do with the civil war. I didn't even understand it. Um, Nine six in that first game. Flames win nine six. My Rangers lose yesterday two one uh, against the Hurricanes. But so he talked about the Avalanche. This is mind boggling to me. The Avalanche, who won game one against the Blues, they play tonight. It's a uh, on TNT. It's home. Uh, the the St. Louis Blues are visiting them in Denver. The Avalanche are minus two forty. That's great. That that's saying that's saying in I, I'm assuming in NHL terms that's saying there's almost no chance the Blues win that game. So Clat on point saying that this is the team to be. I mean minus two forty. Florida's minus one seventy tonight in uh, in a game against the Lightning. So guys, Clat or otherwise, get get after me with some hockey bets. Hurricanes. Uh, uh, favored tomorrow night against my Rangers. I'm going to, I'm going to bet on my Rangers coming back to tie that series. And yeah, man, this, and obviously Connor McDavid, he's, he's a guy who even me as a hockey fan, a non-hockey fan. I've known that name for five years. Avalanche flames, lightning hurricanes. They, 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 hockey really loves the natural disaster things that could kill you. Yeah, absolutely. Like Like I'm seeing a trend here. Yeah. The Rangers, just to keep up, are have decided to change their name to the New York 9-11s for the rest of the playoffs. Oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. That was a joke I did when I was in New Orleans. When I was when I was there, I was like, it is weird that you guys, that the drink of New Orleans is the hurricane. I was there post-hurricane. I was like, you, you guys literally just survived another that hurricane. That is weird. And now you're celebrating by drinking the hurricane. I was like, as a New Yorker, that would never happen. I would never be in a bar. You'd never be in McSorley's. And it's like, hey, can we get another round of 9-11s here? Yeah. Also, make it a double. I know. that Again, that's always the one thing that seems to evade the changing of sports names. Uh, just the disasters that could kill you. I always find Florida hockey odd, too. It just, yeah. it just doesn't, the thought of like two Florida teams, but like Florida, Florida and hockey. Hockey's big down there. Is it though? I think it is. Obviously the lightning of one, two in a row, which by the way, I learned from the call. So thank you for informing me on that. That's how clueless I am about hockey. I knew the lightning had won recently. I didn't know they won back to back. And I'm glad, you know, that the, that we're, uh, we're uh, around behind, you know, so we have, we have conference finals games. Uh, in the NBA now, and it's on the every other day schedule. 
right? So we just have one game every day. And it's like, you know, I've been mixing hockey in, man. I got the Mets on right now. Mets have an early game today. You know, well, I'm going to get some hockey in. Before- I, do f- I do feel bad that the, that the leaves always go out in the first round. Yeah. Like, I want to see a Toronto squad. It's obviously the biggest city in Canada. Be good. Like, that's kind of odd to me, right? That Like, why aren't they? You would think that uh, they there is. Be I mean, I, I, Ryan, if you're listening, I'm sure you are because we're now talking about your call. Um, there is a history. I don't know if it's a curse or whatever, but like this, there is a, a history now of failure from the from the Maple Leafs. There's there's a lot more to this than just like the six years out in the first round. Maybe they, they need have, a they disaster forever. That's why. Yeah. They got to change their name. Maybe, maybe that the Maple Leafs. Well, maybe what they need to do is learn how plurals work and be the leaves and not leafs. Yeah. Maybe just change it like Toronto icebergs or something. That's the worst name ever, actually. Yeah. What would be a good one? I mean, I think as far as Toronto and natural disasters go, maybe they should just change their name to the Toronto Drakes. The tr- or the Toronto New Drake albums. That's always a disaster. Shots fired. Who was that crazy mayor who smoked crack from Toronto? Oh, yeah. The Rob Ford. Yeah. I think it was Rob Ford. He smoked. Was he on was he on video or was there audio of him talking about smoking crack? I don't remember. Sorry. <laughs> that was an old school Andy Ruther go to Twitter joke back in the day. Yeah. That was that was when you always talk about the Taco Bell. I, I I did a lot of Rob Ford smoking crack jokes on multiple Twitter feeds. That was that was one that I really liked. Do you want to get to a few more calls? Absolutely. We have a very interesting paid call. You know I love paid calls, Andy. There's a rule. If there is one rule, you know we talked about Jimbo Fisher's. Uh, dad having the 10 commands if there's a 10 command rule the, the first one of the dirty sports podcast is we can be bought oh yeah we are a small to medium-sized podcast that is built on the backs of the, our devout fans we wouldn't have even talked hockey if we didn't have a volunteer hockey correspondent step up and do it for us 100 built on the back of your guys's support and we can be bought all monies donated to the dirty sports podcast are appreciated and enjoyed thoroughly. Andy has a Venmo for the show. I have a Venmo. You know, if you ever need anything from us can be bought. Shout out to all the dirt balls who have uh, bought cameos recently. So we can be bought guys. Oh, yeah. Never forget. Oh yeah. Call it a sellout. Call it what you want. I, I've said that from the beginning. I, I definitely not can selling be out. If you believe in it. True. It's true. And I believe in all each and every dirt ball, except for the ones I've blocked. All right. Well, this is Reed, who I believe has paid for more calls than any dirt ball. And this is what he's proposing. What's up, Dirty Sports? It's your number one Yolo County dirt ball, Reed, checking in. So Yolo. first off, I want to congratulate Andy on his step toward maturity in moving in with his girlfriend. I think that's awesome, and uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy that uh, next step in your relationship. Also, shout out to Joe for uh, for his uh, relocation adventures. I hope that goes well uh, as well. 
but the real purpose of my call is to uh, discuss a transition in my life, uh, much like you guys are uh, doing some transitions. Um, I'm going to be leaving Yolo County uh, in the next few months for uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, not none bad, but uh, I uh, basically I'm um, going to be vacating the number one uh, Yolo County dirtball title, but I don't want to just leave it open for some rando to grab. So what my proposition is is someone from Yolo County can box me for it. Uh, I would, uh, I've never really been in a fight, so I kind of want to just test my mettle a little bit. And, uh, this seems like a good way to do it. So if you are interested in, uh, boxing me for the number one Yolo County Dirtball title, uh, DM me. Or, um, I guess maybe DM the show and Andy can DM me that way if you can't find my account. I don't know. But, um, if there are any takers, I can get more, get more specifics to you. But right now, just putting out the call. So if anybody wants a challenge, uh, step up. I'm uh, ready to go. Well, actually, I'm not ready to go, but uh, I'll get ready to go, and it'll be a good time. So, anyway, Yellow County Dirt Balls, hit me up. Uh, and uh, last but not least, condoms are for Joy from Minnesota. Thanks, guys. Stay dirty. So, uh, you know, Reed and I were DMing about this. That's actually kind of what spurred this. Is Joey from Minnesota obviously got under the skin of a lot of dirt balls, and he's like, yo, dude, this is what would be kind of fun, the idea of boxing another dirt ball. Now he DM me specifics. There Head are, gear. there are rules gotta be 18 or older. A resident of Yolo County, which is Northern California way between 160 to 190 pounds. He weighs 175. No previous combat experience as in martial arts, boxing, MMA. Uh, I think Reed, Local, open a legal residence over 18. They're Yolo County residents. I think he's a, he's a, I know he's a science guy. I think he's a biologist, chemist. Uh, sorry. Well, Yolo County, for people who don't know, is here in California. It's uh, north east of San Francisco. It is right, I believe it's just west of Sacramento. Um, in fact, if I recall, I believe there's like a river or something that separates like Sacramento from West Sacramento. And I believe West Sacramento is in Yolo County. Um, so it's that area. It's like between Sacramento and San Francisco. And so if you're up there, maybe you're a, um, maybe you're a very distraught Kings fan that just has a lot of rage to get out. You guys have hired Mike Brown this off season. Unbelievable. <laughs> maybe, maybe take out your, uh, Take out your your but anger he, on. But where's this fight taking place? Reed. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. I got a lot of questions for this. Like, where would this I mean, fight where, take what's place? What's the Kings? I mean, we know the Kings Arena is not in use right now, right? The Kings Arena won't be is 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 available absolutely every uh, minute of the NBA offseason annually. Like, who's sanctioning this? Who's watching this? We're sanctioning it. Hmm. Dirt balls are watching it. Okay. Legally, I don't know if I agree with that statement, but we're sanctioning it. What does that mean? I don't know. You're the one that asked who's sanctioning it. I said we are. <laughs> the fuck? You're like, who's sanctioning it? Also, what does sanctioning mean? Yeah, I, I have no clue what that means. It's a good point. People are like, I sanction this fight. I, I, I don't know. 
I mean, look, I want I want Andy Ruther versus Robot Derek as an undercard. Funny is that Robot Derek actually called. Forgot to play this. Robot Derek called the show. Oh, my God. You got to listen closely, though, because he's a robot. So sometimes it's not easy to decipher. But this is what Robot Derek said. And again, this is before we exchanged those texts yesterday. So this was Tuesday afternoon. Robot Derek left a call. Condoms over two star reviews. Fuck you, Andy. Unbelievable. That's unreal. Derek is pissed off, dude. Yeah, he really is. My favorite part about all that was that he said in the message to me that there's so much wrong in this world. You know, we don't need this. Yeah, that really spoke to you, didn't it? Well, it's just, you know, it, it, it got to my heart. He said, what was the end that he said? Where is it? Where's that text I have to you? No, I can't find it. God damn it. Anyway, you know what he said. I, I just think, I just think it, I'm glad that he now, I don't know if he's a bot anymore. Like, I don't know what to think. Funny. Right. As I say that my TV, which is not turned on, Siri is talking to me. Yep. They're, they're all in connection. Yeah. They're, they're all in cahoots, right? I'll get one more call. One more call. Andy, Joe, what's going on? Yo, your latest bet with Jew kind of got me thinking about the dude who placed $1,000 on the Miami Dolphins and then never paid up. And that kind of got me spiraling into thinking about all the different people that have kind of had their 15 minutes of fame on the podcast and now we don't hear them anymore. So I almost feel like we need a DSPN, where are they now, spinoff. Like Alex from Kentucky, he who shall not be named, obviously the dude who reneged on the the Miami Dolphins bet. Um, I'm sure I could think of some others if I – took enough time but obviously andy's gonna freak out if we don't keep this total a minute so those are my three if you guys can think of any other ones that would be interesting but yeah that's really all i've got condoms are for any baseball fans that don't you know go after the owners because fuck the owners peace alice from kentucky dspn presents fallen angels (laughs) the story of dirtballs gone bad Alex from Kentucky is an interesting one. I watched some of the videos probably in the last six months. <laughs> it's it's even more uncomfortable now. Remember when he was lip singing and doing dances to Justin Bieber? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think 
Um, some of these good seasons followed by playoff failure led to him killing himself by the Tennessee Titans. That's a lot savage. He was a he was a crazy Titans fan. Remember, he was. Let me see if I can try to find him on Twitter. And remember, he had the beef with he who shall not be named. Yeah, which is funny because they're both famous for devout support of Tennessee-based sports teams. <laughs> that is true. I don't think I see Alex from Kentucky anymore. And what was Mac's name? Max? Mac? Max. It was Max something. I don't know what happened to him. That I mean, that's one of the funniest bets ever. A Jay Cutler-led team. A Jay Cutler, Adam Gase-led Dolphins team. We're going to win 10 games. I think I think we had to like... I think we talked him into 10 games. I think he wanted to bet like 11 games. I think you're right. He was like over 11. And then we're like, dude, don't do this yourself. And then they won five games or whatever it was. <laughs> and we were like trying to collect our bet in early November. Dude, they had to go into witness protection program. Unbelievable. There's so many that we're forgetting too. There's like so many dirt balls. I remember Skeletor and Skelehor. Yeah. That was like OG 2014, 2015. Oh, yeah. I mean, the number of dirt balls too that have like, that haven't fallen for like negative reasons, like Skeletor and Skelehor, like nothing went wrong. They just stopped calling. Yeah. But the one, you know, I mean, think of all the, Ride or dies we've had over the years that then just. Do you remember? What, do you remember when we had a troll on the show? Goldberg? No. <laughs> we've had him on like twenty times. Dude, we literally had. Do you remember early Dirty Sports, like twenty fourteen? We had a troll who just just going at. The, we called a troll. No, I don't remember. I had that was that was when we thought it was cool to have a troll, and then we were like, "Oh, little do we know, we're gonna have thousands of them through the years." Yeah, so I have in my phone a few things under troll. I have Canadian troll, like, dude, we we called a couple of them. I know we called at least one of them, which was a terrible idea by me. I think it was probably just terrible podcasting. Oh, so this guy hates us and trolls us. Let's call him and talk to him. Yeah. So why do you hate us? And then he says something and then we like. You know what I should do? I should go back and find some of those clips. I'm going to make a note of that. Find that and play that. You know, Rappaport did the same thing. I don't know if you know that. Like six months later, he called like a troll. I don't want to say we're entirely responsible for Michael Rappaport's podcast success, but I'll take some partial credit. Give me two seconds, Andy. Hold on. I'm going to go through and I'm going to try to find some of these old clips, especially if you're a newer listener. Back in the day, we did some wild shit that looking back on it is so ridiculous. And the fact that we called a troll, I'm going to find that. Construction has started here. I was just trying to minimize some of the sound. I don't know if you can hear the banging. Well, I'm about to wrap it up. So it works out. Okay, great. Hot, hotline 310-359-8365. Give us a call. Be a troll on Twitter or Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Troll me at Andy Ruther. 
Where can they troll you? You guys can troll me as always at Fix Your Life on Twitter or at Joe Prano on all other social media. Uh, follow me specifically on uh, Instagram for updates about shows. I try to post all of my my show posters and show uh, promotions there. Um, you can uh, get a cameo from me. I don't know what caused this bump, but all of a sudden there's been a couple cameo requests and I love doing them. And I try to shoot them out like immediately. Like I just go oh, the other day I was out having drinks with my brother. Got a, got a, got a cameo request for, uh, for, for Conrad who just moved to Seattle, I believe from his brother walked outside of the bar, shot him a cameo. So you guys can find me on cameo. Um, and you know, follow JoePrano.com for shows. I might be coming to your town soon. And if I'm not, you should harass the comedy club in your town. And I will attempt to come there. Cool. All right, Dirtballs. That's the show. You guys have a great weekend. As I always say, we do appreciate all the support. You guys make this show happen. And it's always fun to get content like the hockey calls, like all the dirt balls of the past, good and bad. It's been a fun ride. So continue that. And most importantly, while you're sitting there this weekend, don't forget, stay dirty.